It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Is the NBA MVP a done deal? There's only one real option for Defensive Player of the Year. Plus, who is the NBA's Coach of the Year? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. When Jamal Murray went down, most of us assumed Nikola Jokic would lock in the MVP simply because he would have to become a bigger part of what the Denver Nuggets would have to do. And he did do that but he also kept the Denver Nuggets very much in the West playoff race. Joining me now from Locked On Nuggets, Matt Moore. And Matt, this is now an MVP that seems like a foregone conclusion in some ways. People seem to agree that it is Nikola Jokic's to win, and yet this is an extremely deep field. Could this be one of those things that we look back on in a couple years and go, actually, this is even more impressive in retrospect than we gave it credit for in the moment? Yeah, I think the question of how it's going to be perceived historically is an interesting one. And it's one that, honestly, I don't have a great feel for. I mean, that's been one of the going arguments against Jokic from the select few members of the media, some of them voters that have had resistance to the idea of him winning, was that historically he's not going to go down as an all-time great. I think that's a little bit preposterous given his already playoff success and the way that he's managed the team and all of his skills. And if you you know, watch him. But, but I do think it's an interesting question of, you know, is he going to go down in the class of Steph Curry? Is he going to go down in the class of Joel Embiid? Is he going to go down in the class of Damian Lillard? Um, And those types of guys who are considered to be pretty all-time greats. I would say that, you know, two years ago, we thought it was a preposterous idea that Jokic could ever win an MVP. And here we are. And two years before that, we didn't think it was possible that Nikola Jokic would be uh, a franchise star. And here we are. And so I think he's defied expectations along the way. I do think, you know, Embiid's resume is very good. When you dig into it, I'm working on a piece of the Action Network on him. There are some cracks, I think, in the foundation when you really start to dig in on B, but his overall dominance is great. Steph Curry hits a lot of threes. That's absolutely true. Great shooter, probably, you know, undeniably a wonderful scorer, one of the best in the game. Um, But I do think that Jokic's overall control of the game and weathering the Nuggets, who have the best record of any of the final four teams that were all racked with bad circumstances after a short off season that factors in playing in all 72 games in this truncated season that factors in he hits it on so many different levels that to me i think is is what's so impressive about him when i made the case for him i said that he was the most complete player in the nba this season and most people would reject that because they would say well, what about the defense but the defense is actually fine to good and when you look at the overall impact and everything that he's done it's hard to argue with him as the MVP. If LeBron is healthy the whole season, if Kevin Durant is healthy the whole season, if maybe James Harden is healthy the whole season, how much do you think this this conversation changes? Throw Harden out. I, when I asked voters how much Houston would weigh on them 
in the conversations in terms of how his exit went. Um, it's not just forcing your way out. It's not showing up for training camp, going to strip clubs in a pandemic, then mm -hmm. showing up out of shape, then forcing your way out. Like a real trifecta from James Harden <laughs> in terms of how to just completely tank your way out of town. Um, he was not going to win. But I do think if LeBron had stayed healthy the entire season, if we assume the Lakers finished with a better record than the Nuggets, which I think is fair to say, then I do think that LeBron probably wins it. I think that there was going in a real sense from the voters of wanting to give him the award. It's one of the things about Jokic is I don't necessarily feel that the voters wanted to give him the award. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, there's only one real option for Defensive Player of the Year. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Buying car parts can be a major hassle, especially right now when you don't want to go into the store. And even if you do go into the store, you have to deal with someone behind the counter who is going to have to go look up the parts in their warehouse on their computer. You have a computer, you have a smartphone, you have the internet. You can go to rockauto.com and do it yourself. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Stanley Cup playoffs continued last night with another overtime game, this time between the Bruins and the Caps. What is up, Bruins fans? It's Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins, and the Bruins have just defeated the Washington Capitals in Game 2 of their first-round playoff series. Brad Marchand playing the hero in overtime off a beautiful pass from Matt Grizzlick. Marchand's one-timer sealed this game for the Bruins, and instead of heading home down 0-2, they'll now head home tied 1-1 holding home ice advantage in three of the next five games if necessary. It looked as though things uh, were going to go Washington's way once again, but Taylor Hall with the late equalizer on a second, third, fourth effort in front of the net. Uh, all credit to Craig Anderson for standing tall for the Capitals in a pinch, but thank goodness the Bruins pulled it off and will head back to Boston for game three on Wednesday with the series tied at one. In the Central, it was the first game of the series for the Predators and the Hurricanes. Hey there, hockey fans. Jared Ellis, your host of Locked On Hurricanes. And tonight, the Hurricanes kicked off their 2021 playoff run with a bang as 12,000 screaming Kaniacs were in PNC Arena to see the Hurricanes take on the Nashville Predators in Game 1. And boy, did they deliver. The place was rocking. The game was tied after two periods with Eric Halla, former Hurricane, and now public enemy number one, tying up the game. But then the Hurricanes let loose in the third period. The captain, Jordan Stahl, had a two-goal game. Fantastic effort from him. And you know what? Svetch happens. Svetch scored an empty netter. 
Nino Niederreiter and Teva Teravainen also scored goals as the Hurricanes and Predators combined for a total of 100 hits in this game. So it is going to be a rough physical series. Albert Pujols left the Angels over the weekend and signed with the Dodgers. It didn't take long for him to make an impact. In his second at-bat for L.A., he hit an RBI single. It was a scary night for the Mets last night in Atlanta. This is Ryan Finkelstein, host of Locked on Mets. And against all odds, the New York Mets found a way to beat the Atlanta Braves on Monday, breaking a three-game losing streak. But the story of this game is Kevin Pillar. He got hit in the face by a pitch. The worst thing you could see on a baseball field. He was gushing blood. At this point, the best you can hope for is a broken nose, I think, because that just was not a good sight. The Mets in the one inning where they're able to get some runs on the board, it comes at the expense of Kevin Pillar, and that's kind of been the story for the Mets the last couple of weeks. Guys continue to go down with injuries. Taiwan Walker left this start with some tightness in his side. So that's another injury to watch. The Mets injured list is becoming almost a full roster. Bob Baffert was suspended Monday from entering horses at New York racetracks pending an investigation into Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirits' failed post-race drug test. Baffert temporarily will not be allowed to stable any horses at Belmont Park, Aqueduct Racetrack, and Saratoga Racecourse, or any of his horses at the New York Racing Association's tracks. That ban includes races at Belmont Park, with the Belmont Stakes coming up June 5th. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for today on betonline.ag. The NBA play-in games get started. The Charlotte Hornets travel to face the Indiana Pacers. The betonline.ag line for this game is Indiana giving three. The Washington Wizards ship up to Boston to face the Celtics. The betonline.ag line is Boston giving two. In the NHL, all four games tonight have one-and-a-half goal spreads. The Flames, Penguins, Lightning, and Knights are all favored in their matchups. For all the NBA, MLB, NHL, horse racing, gambling needs, check out the latest on betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline and use the promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. He's won it two of the last three years. Rudy Gobert is the heavy favorite to be your defensive player of the year. Joining me now from the Stifle Tower, David Locke from Locked On Jazz. And David, no one has has banged the drum harder for people to understand the defensive impact of Rudy Gobert than you have. At what point do we start talking about, hey, this guy should just win the award every year. Are we there? I think so. I don't actually think he's having a great defensive season for this year that earns him defense player of the year. I honestly believe Rudy Gobert is having one of the singular great defensive seasons of all time in the history of the game. The differential for him when he is on or off the floor for the Jazz defensively has only been equaled once in the history of the game, and that was the 15-16 season by Draymond Green. This is not a good defensive team. This is a good defensive system built on one player. Do you think part of this is that Gobert in the postseason, we, we've seen some situations where they go, okay, if, if Team X goes small, if the Warriors go small, we, we're not sure if he can be out there. I mean, how much do you think, is this like a Giannis situation where, okay, well, un, until this works in the playoffs, 
we're just not going to give this guy the credit that he rightfully deserves? I think that the narrative was incorrect on the Golden State and Houston series. Steph Curry and James Harden, and those actually didn't have unbelievable series against the Jazz. The Jazz offense was not good enough to keep up, even if the Jazz defense was good in those series. Their offense was not good enough to be able to make up the difference. Denver was not a great defensive series for anyone in the bubble, right? Jamal Murray went bananas. Nikola Jokic was amazing in that game seven. It is worth noting that the three players that we're talking about here are MVPs, James Harden, Steph Curry, and Nikola Jokic, who have caused problems to the greatest defensive player in the world in a league that favors offense. So it might not be that stunning that the three defensive problems in playoff series have been against those players. Paul George and Russell Westbrook look pretty terrible. Go back and look at Paul George's game six against Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz in Oklahoma City. It might be that that's what it takes to be Steph Curry, to be James Harden, to be Nikola Jokic, to be able to handle having that great a defensive player. You want? I got two numbers for you. Hit me with them. Inside six feet of the basket. If Rudy Gobert is the closest defender, shooters shoot 15% below average. (laughs) If he's the closest defender overall, they shoot eight percentage points below average, and he defends the most shots of any player in the game. If you don't vote him defensive player of the year, you're either not watching, don't know the game, or in the bag for somebody. Who is the NBA's Coach of the Year? Our cue of the Day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one today. I split one with my wife. Afternoon snack. She loves them. I love them. And they, they have become an integral part of our day. Those late afternoon snacks when you just need a little something, you just got to get to dinner and you don't want to grab for the chips. You don't want to grab for the cookies, but you want something that makes you feel good. That is delicious. Well, that's what Built Bar is. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Each new flavor that they come out with are terrific. The problem is they're usually limited time offers because they sell out so don't get left behind go to billpar.com and use the promo code locks 15 to get 15 percent off your first order that's promo code locks 15 to get 15 percent off at billpar.com these delicious bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber so they taste great but they will not make you feel guilty 15 percent off with the promo code locks 15 at billpar.com if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Coach of the Year may just be the NBA award most in doubt right now. On betonline.ag, Monty Williams is a minus 300 favorite. Tom Thibodeau from the New York Knicks is plus 220. And in that spirit, joining me from Locked on Knicks, Alex Wolf. And Alex, 
I look at this Knicks team and I see a squad that reflects its head coach, the way that they defend, the the, the toughness, and and the way that they play hard. I look at the Suns and I see Chris Paul make the case for for Tom Thibodeau as coach of the year. Yeah, I think you know it mostly comes down to expectations versus reality, right? I think that in that regard, I you know the Knicks this year were projected by you know most of the betting services by Vegas by everyone else to win you know low twenties of wins. There's one like really laughable prediction from Bleacher Report that had them at 13 wins prior to the year, Oof. which I think anyone would have said was a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Where's but, cold you know, takes exposed when you need them? Yeah, I'm sure it's already been in old takes uh, as it should be. But at any rate, you know, Tibbs managed to turn these Knicks into such a better team than what people expected. And it's not all on him. You know, uh, Julius Randle obviously put in a ton of work to get as good as he did. And, you know, there's been so much about his process of self-reflection and realizing that he wasn't as good as he should have been last year and putting in all the work over the offseason. Obviously, R.J. Barrett put in tons of work. Um, this new developmental coaching staff, though, put in a ton of work, especially with guys like Quickly and Obi Toppin, who they kind of had to work with on the fly this season with basically no uh, training camp. But overall, it, it's like you said, this team is it's a reflection of Tibbs. He turned the Knicks, who haven't been able to turn out a top anything defense in years into one of the top defenses in the league over the course of a whole season. And that's with Mitchell Robinson being hurt for over half the year. You know, a lot of time with Nerlens Noel as your starter, Taj Gibson as your backup at the center spot, which is obviously so crucial to defense in today's NBA. So I think that's the main thing. It's just, you know, Tibbs led a bigger turnaround this year. And, I, and I'm not even trying to discredit what Monty Williams did, because I think that he was awesome as well. But I just think, and this might be oversimplifying it, and obviously they don't play the same positions or whatever. But if you look at Devin Booker as your established star that was already on the team. You could say, okay, the parallel is Julius Randle on the Knicks. And then you have the up-and-comer, which is like uh, DeAndre Ayton on the Suns and R.J. Barrett on the Knicks. So then Chris Paul is sort of that swing factor. And the Knicks were involved in in talks potentially for CP3 as well. He'd even said, you know, if things were different and if fans were going to be at the Garden this year all year and if there wasn't all the uncertainty with COVID, I might have just forced my way to New York to be with Leon Rose, his old agent, uh, to play for Tibbs and all that. I find myself, I've asked myself a few times this year, like if Chris Paul had gotten traded to this team, I, I think the Knicks would be the team that we were talking about as the 51 team right now in a 72 game season. I just think that he's that good of a player and that transformative to franchises and from, from turning them good to great. And, you know, so to not have that like third marquee player like that and to still be able to churn out 41 wins, which is almost a 21 upgrade. I just, I think that was, that's sort of the biggest case for Tibbs for me over Monty Williams. Again, not to discredit what Monty Williams did. And I don't think it'll be undeserved if he gets it. I just think Tibbs edges him out just based off the beating of expectations that he did. And finally, firefighters in Florida were called to rescue a cat, not out of a tree but from the undercarriage of a car owned by New York Giants cornerback Isaac Yadam, officials said. Firefighters jacked up the Maserati and partially disassembled the car to reach the small tabby, which was stuck above the rear differential. The cat didn't appear to be injured. I don't know if this is a Fast and Furious sequel or a Lady in the Tramp sequel or some kind of crossover but I am 100% here for it. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Wednesday, it's about to feel a lot like a march in the NBA. It's win 
or go home. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.